Good morning, PML. It is your boy, Is Nefarious here, and I'm here for the breakfast show. I got the breakfast crew in the building. I got uh, my main man, Aaron, in the building. Aaron, say hello to the people. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Happy Advanced Day. Get into it. Oh, yeah. Advanced Day. It's Monday. It's Advanced Day. It is a good day. We also got a very special guest with us, uh, somebody that is continuing to try to get out of the content. Oh, we got Drama Man in the building. Drama, say what's hmm. up to the people. PML family, what it do is your main man drama. It's Monday, it's advanced day. PML, let's get it. Fucking, it's it's a be- advanced drama, days of drama, what, what is what is your content point bank account look like these days? Because I think I'm like negative thirty. Bro, y'all wildin', bro. Let me I'm gonna go check it right now. Last time I was on the site, my I was fucking plus five on my content. Yeah. I'm at 3.45, bro. I'm out the hole. I don't know why y'all. Oh shit! He's out the hole. You made up a hundred. You made up a hundred points, or some stuff didn't hit yet. I mean, what what is there to that hit? What 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 didn't hit yet, bro? Everything hit. I think the, the, the trades went through. Yeah, the what was yeah. the other one? Uh, That's all it was. It was just the trades, bro. That's all I did. It was just the trades. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've had like 30. I've had like 25 pieces of content since I came in the league, bro. Like, it's not a lot for me to, yeah, get it done. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we out the hole. I put some requests in the other day. I'm going to put some in right now, and I'm trying to get more for him to be. He's submitting AR and everything, bro. It's, it's, it's a new day. It's a new uh, day I'm, still, I'm still weeks away from that. Um, so... It's 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 amazing. Uh, I, we're gonna uh, talk about that before we jump into the games. The first two weeks of PML, all the games were played by the second day after advance. We didn't even need the third day. Third day, nobody, what, no, no, no PML football today on advance. Everybody's played. Yeah, impressive. And, it's, and, you know, you know why, right? It's a segue into what you want to talk. No, you got to go. So what I want to talk about is we no longer have the K-Max, the problems, um, the douchebags. I, I say that in the terms of not caring about other people's time. The douchebaggery of Madden Pros and Madden Celebs. Now, we still have Cookie Boy, who's homegrown as far as he, you know, he's not a Madden pro, but he's a Madden celeb. But he he is bought in, uh, D-Lloyd, and we have guys like that that already bought in that we no longer have to deal with the K-Mac, the problem, the Dat Boy, the... Um, who else did we? Uh, who else did we bring in? But uh, Isaiah Rogers was cool. Isaiah Rogers, for an actual football player, was actually yeah, really. Cool. We knew we knew what we were going to get with him. We got exactly just that. Yeah, he yeah. Played his that, game. He, he wasn't good. You know, it was, was kind of difficult to schedule with. A little easier than the pro guys because he answered the DMs. Yeah, he wasn't easy to schedule. Like he wasn't always available, obviously, because right. he's a football player. Was on his side, he, he wasn't an asshole about it though. It was you know, but, he had his players. Yeah. What really was the point of the Madden pros that came back to the problems was you didn't hear from them for two days 
and then heard from him on the third day with like four hours to go before events. And it's like, right. what the fuck? Like, what am I supposed to do? But it's it is PML is so much better without him. I know drama. This is the point you were uh, hammering uh, as well. Um, it's just PML is just such in so much better of a place um, now that they're gone. Would you, you agree, got, drama? Go ahead, you got thirty-two go guys. You got thirty-two guys who actually care about the league, and it's not just a an afterthought like it is to. And, you know, nothing against them. They're making money. You know, they're doing their streams. And, you know, you can't knock that. But something that we put a lot of effort into, we, you know, we're not making money playing this. And it shows that, you know, our commitment to this is a little different than theirs. Yeah. John, how do you feel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was here from the beginning, you know, before we started getting the K-Max and getting the problems, and I always felt like the league needed guys who wanted to be a part of what we were establishing here. You know what I mean? We, we, we got a little name when we were ranked number one of all of the franchises um, when we were on the PS4, and I think that, you know, that recognition or that seeing that there was some awareness about what we were doing had us go out on a limb and do something different than what we usually had done, which was just recruit guys through word of mouth and bring guys in who really wanted to compete and produce content. You know what I'm saying? So I think we've, we've given the experiment of bringing in the pro guys or bringing in the pro big profile guys and see if they would be able to adapt and to be able to push you know, what it is that we were trying to do and we saw that that didn't work out. So I think what we have to do is just now circle, you know what I'm saying, circle the wagon, so to speak, get back to our core group of guys and just get back to focusing on the football on the field and the content that we're able to produce around it. And the audience is going to come, the audience is going to come. The people who are tuning in and taking note of what it is that we're doing, they're going to come. I don't think we need to go extending an olive branch to guys who are already doing their own thing in another zone and trying to bring them over here. We just got to do our own thing and let the work that we're doing bear fruit. So would you guys say the door is open to these guys if they ever wanted to come back? Or do you think that's a chapter that we're going to kind of have to second guess if they wanted to, you know, reenter? If you're if you're a PML if you're a PML at heart type of guy, and like I I wouldn't want him. I want I want that dog closed and looking at. I would look at JT in a different way if he would bring him back and you know get rid of somebody that you know was here did the content you know tried and was a part of chat like. Get rid of one of those guys to bring one of those guys back in. It's like, okay, bro, like I'm I'm all set with that. Now, now if it's you know, KMFO or somebody like that that we know works out, that's different. Right. So there's there's another thing about this that I that I always consider. You look at this season, right? And you look at people like like Cammy and King Mike and you know, a bunch of guys like Coach who really embody PML and now they're getting their opportunity to shine. You know, now that we got these, these pro level players who don't essentially care about our league out of the way, what do you what do you guys think of you know the newer guys, you know the the newer A tier guys stepping up now to their rooms? Well, I think that you know this is me speaking from my position I'm in. A lot of people are still getting adapted to the game, and I think that what Madden has been able to do with this next gen and the game that they've given us is they provided an opportunity for guys to really play football. 
And so with the emergence of guys like Cammy with with uh, you know, with um Kieran making the Super Bowl last season, even with Cole stepping up, and there's a lot of other guys who are, you know, they're making noise in the league. I think the game that we were given has allowed guys to be able to put on a better display of what football looks like. You know what I'm saying? So I'm excited for you know, even myself, I know I started out, I'm, I'm, we're going to get to the games. I mean, I'm 0-2 right now, but I like the way I improved from the first game to the second game. I've only been on the sticks for about a couple of weeks with the Madden on PS5, but I'm really excited about what I think I'll be able to do given the mechanics and the and, and the different intricacies that are available to me with the way the game plays. So I think we're going to see a lot of guys who maybe didn't, um, thrive as much on the PlayStation 4, really stepping up big and, and showing out going forward uh, with the way that the game plays this year. Yeah, so, um, you know, like you, you said, it just not not just the fact that it's scheduling and getting your games played, but also the, the brand of football that's being played is so much better without them gone. Um, I wouldn't say that also, about I would say because content, think- content's at an all-time high. Yeah, yeah, and I think that has a lot to do with uh, King uh, uh, King Karan. I think he is the the recent content at an all time high. He's really sparking it, as well as the webmaster being added added into it. So, um, I I wanted to say though, on uh, as far as on the field, like Drama was saying, it is leading to a better brand of football. Uh, Problem was a good. you know, guy as far as playing football. Um, but when it came to, like, K-Mac, he brought in so many questionable or cheesy things into the league that, you know, easily manipulated users like HD and others would add to their game. Well, yeah, think it's the thing. It's it cute. It can, it you know what I mean? Like, acceptable. Like, the, the, the plays all game. Yeah, and it, like yeah. HD, like the HD, the um, I forgot who else did it, but the wheel route out in the backfield, the diving into the end zone because he couldn't be tackled, like shit like that. That was the canceling the icing by calling a timeout before ten seconds, like shit like that is like, it's like, bro, like are you are you playing the game or are you not playing the game at that point? Like, well, you why, gotta remember, why bringing these guys was totally and against. The, you know, the way of life of PML, the gameplay, you know, in terms of gameplay, their, their gameplay, yeah. you know, they're out there playing cheese ball. Why are we bringing that in? Exactly. And that's, that's another thing too, is like, they brought, they brought in that and that we were at a point, I remember in the breakfast show last, last cycle, we were talking like, D-Lord was saying, we have to, at one point, we're going to have to choose which way we're going to go. Are we going to go full sim or we're going to go full comp at this point because there's stuff being added into this league that's that's compy is it going to be on sim or is it going to be sim like that's that's where we were and i think getting rid of these guys also speaks to the fact that we do want the sim football we don't want that cheesy uh that cheesy gameplay well since these guys been gone you got to realize in chat there hasn't even been mentioned or any controversy over sim scores sim issues not to my knowledge, or very minimal. And I think that has a lot to do with, like you said, these guys coming in and running these plays and it becoming borderline acceptable to some, but to others, you know, it would be a problem. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. It hasn't, I haven't heard anything um, as far as, besides the Colts thing. Besides the Colts thing. The Colts thing, I don't even know what that was. I don't know what he was doing. Um, I, I, I can't really speak on it. Do, do either you know what, what the whole issue was with Colts? I, I, I remember them saying something. I, I watched his game the other day. The only thing I seen was him dropping his, uh, his safeties in cover four. You know, into the box every, almost every time. That's the only thing I noticed. Um, but I know they did say something, and I forget what it was. It might have been on the offensive side, I think. Yeah, the, yeah, the thing he does, the same thing Tuck does all the all the time. So I, I I'm I'm not gonna say anything about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't. I'm not, I'm not familiar enough with the game. I'm not familiar enough with the game to really speak on any exploits or anything the guys are doing. That's not you know, uh, not not uh, taking advantage of the game. Like I haven't even had an opportunity to really get my hands on the game enough to be able to blame anybody for anything or say anybody's doing anything. I just noticed that he ran a ton of inside zone, um, but I think a lot of guys run a ton of inside zone out of those shotgun sets. But um, other I think than that, that might have been the only one play he ran the entire game when I watched it. Right? <laughs> yeah, as I mean, he ran inside zone. I mean, repetitively, I watched the Super Bowl. I watched that week one game against Mike, and that is, I don't even know if he ran any other run plays besides that. But, I mean, other than that, and I mean, shit, I tried to do it, and I get that shit stuff. So, I don't know <laughs> if it's an exploit or if it's something that he's doing, you know, if he's got some type of, you know, something he makes his shit block better than everybody else's. Well, but. It's kind of it's easier to run in when you've got two superstar receivers and an X-Factor quarterback, you know, that you have to watch on the side. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So maybe it's just him taking advantage of uh, the way his roster's built out. But I don't have enough experience with the game to, you know, come in here and start blaming guys for doing anything they ain't supposed to be doing. Yeah, so um, and there's another I thing. Think like, overall, we've, we've been good with the cheese. I, I think aside from that issue you brought up, I think everybody's been pretty sim. And I haven't, like I said, seen any controversy or anybody really called out on it since we lost, you know, these guys. And uh, another thing is PML's in a great place. And I know HD obviously has been on that uh, that bandwagon. I don't know if there's other people who have commented on it. They bring it up the fact that T-Band only has one piece of content. Now, given what PM, like the place PML is, I don't think T-Band is bad for the league. I don't think getting rid of T-Band is something that should be, uh, you know, brought up. I do think that if it is a real issue, I don't think it's a real issue, but if it's a real issue, it's between the commissioners and T-Bandit as far as, hey, well, T-Bandit, we're going to need some content from you if you want to continue. Picks, right? Just like you need four draft picks, right? You need four pieces of content. If you don't have your four pieces of content, you're fine 20 points for each one you're missing. If you don't get out of the whole next season, you're gone. That's simple fix. Yeah, I mean... It yeah, you could do that. It just depends I on how you when look. I first joined the league, I, I was I was um messaged about not having content, and you know I had to get on the horse and get some content. Yeah. So as far as that, I know people keep bringing that up. I think they're just getting bored and trying to find something to to stir the pot stir the pot with. Um, but I think the I think PML in general is just in a great place. Um. Speaking of PML, let's get into the action that actually took place in week two. 
Uh, A-Rod, you able to pull up the schedule? Yeah. All right, if you could pull up the schedule, go through the games, and then we'll comment on the games. We have uh, every game completed, every team in action. So let's get started. Um, the first game we have on the schedule, the Chicago Bears destroy the Kansas City Chiefs 34-3. to Now, this was a knockout thing, and they people didn't want to pick the Bears, which was interesting to me because I think the SP dot is the better user out of the two. I know the teams yeah. are different. But um, as you, I, I don't know if you watch the game, but as, anybody that watches the game, if you get into Jack's head, he's all done. He, he's falling it quits. He's packing it up and waiting until next next week. Like he's he's done after getting into a, a slight hole. Never mind a thirty-four to three um, type of hole. So the score is what it is, right? It was a blowout game. There's not much to talk about. What do you think of this new thing? That's the one thing I want to talk about now. Um, is it good or bad? The users pulling their you know, X Factor and superstar quarterbacks out for the backups. Is that is that what we wanted, or is it too excessive to do something like that on a thirty-four to three game? Because Mahomes was pulled for Sanders. And what what was the score? How many picks did he throw? Like Mahomes had two awesome. interceptions. Mahomes had two interceptions. He was pulled for Sanders, who had also had two interceptions. Yeah, I don't know what the score was when he was pulled, but as far as the interceptions, I don't think he should have been pulled. Um. I, I honestly, that's not a that's not a huge deal to me. Now, if he's starting him out of the gate, like ending uh, ending Hooker over Aaron Rodgers, like that type of thing, like that's that's a little different, in my opinion. Um, you got a superstar X factor that is a starter. Um, that's a little different, in my opinion. But as far as the uh, that situation, like after you weren't able to get anything offensively, doing two picks. You know, more power to you. You want to um, go ahead and, uh, you know, change that out. Right. Yeah. So there's two sides to that. And I just wanted to see what you guys thought of that. Well, my thing, my thing is, you know, if you if you're giving up on the game, I mean, if the game is over, the game is over. Why risk having my quarterback out there to get him hurt or risk, you know, um, doing anything that will further, you know, be a detriment to the team? I don't have a problem with guys pulling players if they feel like, Hey, there's nothing I'm gonna be able to accomplish having this guy in the game. Let me just go ahead and get him up out of there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. However, Jack was the guy who pulled him. he pulled Lamar Jackson, I think, last season in a game of the week, down four scores. Remember that? And um he actually came back and won the game. He's down four scores though, like No no no, I'm saying last last cycle he came back and won the game after he pulled Lamar prematurely. That's the thing. Thing I wanted to talk about uh, in this situation, the only issue I have a problem with is I think when he pulled him, he might have just been down like two scores, and it's like the game's not even close. Even three scores, uh, the game's not even close to over. Like, why are you? Yeah, I think I think people are playing with too much fear of losing that dev now, and I think some of the quarterbacks are being pulled a little prematurely. You know, and that's. Not what you see on Sundays. But I mean, how do you? I mean, yeah, but you can't police that, bro. You can't make somebody. No, you can't. You can't police it. It's just the way our league is structured, and that's yeah, what people you know are gonna have to do. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's a it's a give and take. You know what I'm saying? There's always going to be there's always going to be something that could why be. Why are you giving up so early? Is a question. I hear you pull them down two scores at half. 
or three scores at halftime. Because yeah. like, majority, the majority of the time, nobody's coming back from three scores down, bro. You're down three scores. The game is over. You know what I'm saying? So let me just go ahead and get the backups in there. Let me get the rookies in there and, you know, see if they're going to be able to do something. But I'm not just going to leave a guy out there to, you know, to to get murdered any further. I'm just going, nah, get them, get them out of there. Get them all out of there. That's That's how I look at it. Yeah, there's two sides to it, and I can see both sides, so. We'll move on. Um, the next game, divisional matchup, the yeah, Bengals. And you play a little bit. I think the race Sorry, no, is, 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 is not feasible. The Bengals take down the Browns 42-24. to Again, not much to talk about. Burrow's pretty perfect on the day. Perfect passer rating, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, mixing got it done on the ground, near 100 yards of touchdown. Uh, what is what, what is Vet gonna do? What's the answer for Vet? He has the roster. He you know he he's in a division he could be competitive in. And... I don't think there is an answer for Vet. I think um, you know it's one of those situations, and Vet's one of those guys with one of those teams where it's like, what more can you do for him? You know what I'm saying? Like he's got the squad, he's got the team that he would need in order to be able to you know make something happen to be effective and. We're seeing how effective he's able to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that's all I'll say on it. I don't want to say nothing more on it, but yeah, it's one of those things, man. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we hear you. Um, my one thing to vet is like, if you're not going to compete or do anything, you at least be in chat or something. You at least become a part of this in some way. Like, I, I don't know why. Vet's been here for so long, and he still feels like an outsider to me, personally. I don't know if that's everybody. He just He's just not in chat enough where you're, you know, you don't talk to him enough, and it's like he feels like he's not a part of the league, you know, in a sense. I don't know why. I like, I like why. to see him at the really stupid, you know, like a league content, you know, a league piece instead of like, um, I looked at this thing the other day. The highlight reel, and it was first quarter highlights. And I'm like, come on, what is this? Not even yeah, a game. You had, first quarter, <laughs> just the first quarter. Oh yeah. my lord! It's like, could you please, like, that's you know, it's a, it's. I think that slides wide. It's like you're doing the bare minimum just to get by. At least do a leak piece where we, you know, something that we could look at. I'd rather have one leak piece than your three content pieces of first quarter highlights. I promise you that. I'd rather yeah, have that I, I don't look at any team content to be honest with you. I, I skip it. It's it's just like uh, there, there's a, there's an issue there. You're not competitive. You're not in chat. You're not really producing content. You you had your issue last cycle. Like I I'm, I would I would have loved I, the Browns to be honest with you. I would have loved to have the Browns. That's a nice roster to start with. It's like I I don't, I don't know how much what more to say like. It is what it is. But, um, so yeah, he falls to 0 2. Uh, Cammy, you know, rises to 2 0, undefeated on the season. Moving ahead, we have your game, Neff. Uh, you dropped a tough one after a nice show in week one, 59 31. I guess I'll give you yeah. the, the stage on this one. Yeah, this one, uh, this one got out of hand early. Um, it, it was compounded. It was, it was a bad start that was out of my hands, like, uh, I tried to run right and, like, legit 
fucking the defensive end just walked right by my tackle like he wasn't even there. Like it was it was pretty bad. Um, which set us up into like a third and fourteen or something like that. And instead of just you know taking what we got and punting it away and making them play offense, we made a mistake, threw an interception, gave him short field. He was able to score. And we really weren't able to get out of the hole after that. Um, kind of just compounded mistakes. And it was it was a little closer. He threw a TD late. I'm not too upset about it. I was calling timeouts. I was down by, I think, 10 or 11 or something like that. And I was calling timeouts because it was under two minutes. I had three timeouts. I was like, yeah, I can get the ball back, score, and then onside kick, and maybe something happens. You know what I mean? So right. – he thought I was being petty. He threw a jump ball to Claypool, and Claypool ended up coming down with it on third and, like, I think it was, like, third and 20. He threw a jump ball into the end zone, and Claypool ended up scoring. Um, but it just – the game didn't uh, map out the way I I, thought, I, I felt like it could have. Um, kind of Madden worked against me early, and instead of remaining composed and working through it, I uh, threw myself into a bigger hole. I compounded on what Madden was doing to me to make things worse. Um, but we'll bounce back. We'll see what happens next week. Um, hopefully, we don't have to start Eric Fisher ever again in our life. Um, but, yeah, that's just basically how it is. Uh, it's a dangerous team. Claypool's a good addition. Um, he's got the receivers. He's also got uh, a, a solid running game. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll get four touchdowns. So, that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If I can speak on that game, I actually caught the tail end of that game. And, you know, uh, the way that game ended, I ain't going to lie, Neff, you were down 14 points. You know what I'm saying? You would kick the ball off. And um, when I saw him go to kneel the ball, I said in the chat, I was like, does he think Neff isn't going to use all these timeouts? And he kneeled on first down. You called the timeout. But I knew that. After you called that timeout, I knew the bomb was coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, did you not know what was coming after that, Neff? Like, how did you allow no, your defense to get? Coming. Okay, all right, all right. Because I, yeah, I, I, just... I called cover one and he just threw a jump ball, but I knew it was coming right after the the nail. He came out with shotgun, so I was like, yeah, I know he. And I, I, I messaged him in game chat. I was like, listen, I'm calling my timeouts here because he came out with QB nail. Once I saw that, I was like. I, D, I, I didn't DM him, but I put it in the chat. I was like, hey, yo, phone, I'm calling my timeout. Like, it is a petty. I'm not in a petty way. I'm going to try to score and then maybe get an onside kick. You know, get, doing my best to still try to either tie or win the game. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so once, once I saw him come out and come out with shotgun after the first QB nail, I was like, yeah, he's going to he's gonna try and take a bomb. It just so happened that one of the bombs was to chase Staple and a jump ball, and he was able to catch it. But it is what it is there. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Nev. Let me ask you this. Um, I see that, looking at the stats, there were three interceptions that you threw to Sauce Gardner. Um, what, if anything, could you say uh, gave you trouble with that New Jersey defense? Was it just uh, him having, you know, having the athletes on the field, or was it trying you trying to force the ball? to certain guys? I mean, what is it specifically that gave you trouble in that game? Uh, not not being able I, – I feel like this is an understated part of football that uh, people don't understand. Rhythm. Not being able to get into a rhythm, not being able to get in a, uh, in a comfortable spot, and you know, 
not being able to get into that rhythm or that comfortable comfortable spot led to turnovers and trying to force the ball in to try to get rhythm going. It was it wasn't something where you know it was just a bad you know bad reads, bad throws, just trying to force something and get into a a, a rhythm offensively. It just wasn't able to do it, and a lot of that was you know from that first drive on. Um, anytime I r- tried to run to the right side. You know, it was that that defensive end actually walked by Eric Fisher like three times. And I was like, well, shit, you know, you set me up in second, 14, third and 15. Like, it's just not a not a good system right now. And then leading to the rush of throws. So it was just a rhythm thing, I think, where the interception started coming, coming in. I got you. I got you. OK. All right. All right. All right, hey, Rob, we can move on. All right. Moving on. I didn't see this game. I saw some chat about it after T Bandit took down Cook twenty three twenty. Anybody catch this or or know what the controversy was about? Um, I wasn't able to catch the game. Um, I know it was a game that went into overtime. You know what I'm saying? Um, from the looks of it, uh, Cook had trouble throwing the ball. I see Daniel Jones had three interceptions. Um, I see um Josh Allen had two touchdowns. I believe there may have been, and I don't know if you would call it controversy, but I just think. Josh Allen was used to the fullest extent of Josh Allen's abilities. I think there was, you know, might have been something about him rolling out or just throwing on the run. But I mean, hey, you got Josh Allen, that's what he does in real life. I mean, you know, the guy has these those abilities for a reason. And if I was the quarterback, I would utilize them. You know what I'm saying? But I know it could be frustrating playing a guy like that where you feel like your defense is playing good and you got him bottled up. But then he rolls out, breaks free, throws the ball, does you know something insane, get the ball downfield. It could just be you know it could be demoralizing. So I think that's it. Might have been a little bit of more frustration on Cookie's behalf rather than an actual complaint about gameplay or you know anything that that the uh, Buffalo was doing specifically. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of frustration from Cook this year um, with, with the game and things like that. So. It could be Daniel Jones, too. He thinks he's enough. Maybe maybe he's not enough, and he's just – I don't know. It could it could be a combination of things. But, yeah, but um, he, he, he had his opportunity to, to start with a new quarterback this year. He really wanted to, and it seems that he was all in on Jones. Yeah, that seems to be the but case. Brady, Brady, Brady's out there. A-Rod's out there for first, and – those would be perfect solutions for Cook if he wants to get that that quick ring, you know, and forfeit the draft pick. But he seems to be sticking with Jones. So, do you think? Do you think? Uh, do you think King Mike or um, Coach trades an X Factor quarterback over to Cook? I don't think yeah, that. Happened. I don't think well, that. That's, that's, that's the tough part. But you know, he Trevor Lawrence was out there. I don't think Hype Mike would have a problem setting up to the NFC. Um, Zach Wilson was out there. Yeah, that, that there, is very there, there were options. Yeah, that is very true. What's the what's the next game? Next game, codes. Uh, actually, watch this one like two thirty in the morning. Um, weird kickoff time for them. Codes took down uh Jay Clutch and the Colts thirty to seventeen, which I believe going into the fourth was a one score game, and um, Jack just uh. Lost it. He threw eight interceptions with Locke. Uh, I'm not sure that's the answer. One touchdown, eight interceptions. He Jeez. played a solid game. Yeah, he played, he played a solid game. That kept me tuned in at 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning. Um, but then in the fourth, I just shut it off. Uh, 
turn into two scores, three scores, and whatever, two scores. And then that was he, it was a really good uh, defensive game. So I think if, you know, he just played smart, I don't – because Codes wasn't moving the ball just, just as much as, you know, he wasn't moving the ball. You know what I mean? I think no, they were, just, back, they were going back and forth. And it, the score doesn't reflect the game. It, it was a good game. Um, but he's not going to get by with off, and I, I told him this. Yeah, I felt like I watched just the first half. I felt like neither of them had an offense uh, going for them, either one of them. Yeah, they were exchanging field goals early um, the first quarter. Um, but, yeah, I'm not sure. What do you guys think of Locke and uh, him continuing to move forward with Locke? Um, you know, I'm looking at his attributes, and it's just they're low. 74 deep accuracy, 75 play action, everything in the yellow. Um, does he stop this little <laughs> – I don't even who know who's ball. Who does he Levis. have? Levis? I mean, yeah. I would have I would have just gave the shot to Will Levis. Um honestly, he doesn't have the answer on the team. He doesn't have the answer on the roster. Maybe maybe this is the guy that trades a first round pick uh, to the Packers for a quarterback. Who knows? Uh just he depends has, on where yeah, he is. He, he has um he has Greens first, right? And his own, I believe. Yeah, or did he trade, trade one of those? But I will, I will say this. I will say that, you know, looking back on his draft, he missed completely on the uh, the Boutte uh, draft pick. Yeah, I don't like his offseason at all. And, you know, he's my boy in all that. I did not like his offseason. Um, trading Jonathan Taylor and flipping it into to Boutte, not, not a good look. Yeah, he, he missed wholeheartedly with that, that pick. Um, but, yeah, he I, I feel like some of his games, too, is, is, is forcing it to Butte just to, you know, get something. Because he ended up normal, too. He didn't even get a dev. He didn't even get, like, a star dev um, at that fourth overall pick. And what was it, fifth overall? Fifth overall pick. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You saying that wide receiver out of uh, LSU didn't get no type of star dev or anything? Nothing. He was normal. Well, LSU is a uh, wide receiver university. That's crazy. Why they do him like that? That's fucked up. <laughs> so based on based on uh, the recent the research I did, he only had like I think three DDT points. Obviously, you can get more. Um, if he didn't fit the scheme, if he didn't have a good preseason, those are two points he missed out on. Um, there's other factors into it, but he was actually really low on my wide receiver board. Um, I had Jackson Smith and the Jigba as one of the top ones, and Justin Shorter, as well as uh, I think it was Jordan Addison that was also up there. But there was yeah, yeah. there was a lot of a lot more wide receivers that could have been picked ahead of Keishawn Fute. He definitely should have fell outside the top ten, in my opinion. Well, he, not even that. He had a glaring hole at quarterback and drafts the receiver and goes into the season with Lock. And is the thing with him and. He's still fairly new. I don't think he realizes he's not going to take a quarterback. There's not going to be a superstar story with these guys. You know, they're not going to develop the way he thinks they're going to, or maybe like he would do in other leagues. Like I've seen him do it, and I still think he has that mentality that you know Locke or Levis is going to be a superstar based off of XP. It's not going to happen. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he knows this yet. You better get on this content, grind. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Um, all right, I'll do one more, and then drama. You want to take over on just running through the games? Because I gotta shut the computer off in a minute. I'm gonna do the next one. Was 
Uh, Washington Commanders, 17, falls to CEO, 41. Uh, CEO, 2-0 now, and uh, let me drop into 1-1. Yeah, I'll say this uh, my best. I actually had uh, chosen the Commanders for the uh, knockout, so I'm officially out of the knockout pool. And it was surprising to me because watching the way that Washington had played week one with that defensive line and, you know, the way he plays with a secondary, I just didn't think that there was going to be a lot of room for the Vikings to be able to run the ball. But um, to my surprise, I believe uh, Dalvin Cook had 15 rushes for over 100 yards. Uh, that quarterback that the Vikings drafted, I mean, speak about, you know, um, attention to detail when it comes to paying attention to what was going on with scouting. I mean, the, the Vikings got an absolute gem with, uh, I believe his name is Devin Leary, the quarterback they drafted late in the first round. I mean, two weeks in a row, this guy's almost perfect passer rating. And it seems like the Vikings got them getting the different players. It's just, um, yeah, man, that offense is looking real good out there in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, through two yeah. games. Yeah, we hear you. Through two games, two, 620 yards, four touchdowns, still uh, perfect on the season. Um, so it seems like he found his quarterback of the future. I will say, I, I said this in chat yesterday, but uh, – I'm I'm picking him as my NFC championship favorite. I think I think CEO has got them got oh, the boys playing. Drama to take uh to go against CEO in week two of a knockout. That's a little a little wild. Yeah, so I, I, I pick him as uh you know, my NFC favorite. I don't know about you, but he's he's playing really well and uh, his scheme and all that good stuff. So it's yeah, gonna CEO be is, he's, he's been overlooked for cycles now and um, he's always there. You know, he just needs to get over that home, but, you know, we'd like to see him in the Super Bowl, silence some of the critics, but... I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the Super Bowl, too. He's, he's got a new scheme, and it's working pretty well, and uh, I think the only thing that's going to stop CEO at this point is CEO. Uh, he's got to stay focused and stay true to his scheme. Um, but I'm stepping away real quick, A-Rod, um, yeah. if you want to continue. Yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't even say CEO beats CEO. CEO just... You know, always runs into a wall or something like that in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, moving on, the next game was the game of the week. The blowout special, Hype Mike takes down Greeny, 45-16. to 16. Um, I actually was in and out of this game, and from what I've seen, Greeny kept it close. I think one score in the third, and then I tuned back in, and it was like a three-score game and just, you know, blowout time. So the spread of 11 did, did not stand very well. Drama, you catch this one? Yeah, no, nah, my bad, fellas. I had to drop off for a second. No, nah, I actually didn't catch this one. Um, but I was, you know, I saw that, uh, when, you know, when you were setting the, when the, I guess the house was setting the um, lines for that game, I just thought that it was, you know, you were giving the Falcons a whole lot of credit after we saw what happened week one with the Jags. I just thought that, the, you know, that plus 11 was a little bit favorable. But, um, yeah, I mean, Atlanta offensively. I mean, you know, score, he, he he pulled ahead late. He was it was a one score game. Yeah. I believe it was like mid third. Yeah, yeah, but you know, just given the you know given the length of time that we have in these games and um, knowing you know how some guys play with the the, the depth of um, diversity within their playbooks, you know, knowing the way that uh, Jacksonville plays defense, I just I forget the. Spam and Jonathan Taylor wasn't really going to be as effective as it was week one. 
Um, and so, you know, big shouts out to uh, Jacksonville, Hype Mike, being able to get it done, somewhat containing Jonathan Taylor, but also, you know, on the offensive end, being able to um, just have an explosive display offensively. You know what I'm saying? I think that definitely the, the four turnovers by Desmond Ritter, uh cost cost Greeny a lot. I mean, yeah, cost him a lot, but um you know, it's one of those games, matchups mean everything in this league and this is just a very favorable matchup for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That defense over there in Jacksonville is crazy too, man. Yeah, and uh funny enough he made all those moves for the receivers and he got it done on the ground, uh two hundred and twenty one yards and two touchdowns for ETN, so you know, really, really took advantage of playing solid defense and then in turn pounding that rock. So yeah. 2-0 and now, Jaguars, Greeny Post on 1-1. One and one. Next game, uh, Matigy. I didn't see this one. Matigy took down Bubba 28-14, which is a pretty pretty impressive victory for Matigy. Yeah, two weeks in a row, man. man. Uh, Raiders comes out there throwing the ball, running the ball, um, just showing a lot of balance on offense. Um, we have yet to see... Um, well, damn, actually, Bubba threw for 419 yards with Malik Willis. Two touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, Bijan And you Robinson. see Carr, Carr only threw the ball 11 times compared to Willis' 44 times. I'd love to see the game flow on this, that Bubba yeah, only translated to 14 points. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. I'm trying to see if there were any uh, touchdowns on defense. Let's see something. Yeah, yeah, one touchdown. yeah, one pick six for the Raiders. So, yeah, man. Um. I imagine this was a game where Bubba got behind early, couldn't run the ball, and so he just started, you know, chucking it up there, doing his thing. Yeah, actually, it looked like it was 21-7 at halftime. So I imagine Bubba probably came out and was just pressing uh, with Malik Willis. And the strength of this team is definitely going to be their ability to run the ball. And if you got to force Bubba to have to sit back and throw it, then you're putting yourself in a position to be able to take advantage of his uh, inefficiencies offensively in the air. You see, he... You know what I'm saying? Not to not to not to get on uh Bubba at all, but he's you know, seven catches for 129 yards to Irv Smith Jr. I imagine all of those were either streaks or corner routes, you know, at a shotgun. And so uh <laughs> that that's there's only so much he's gonna be able to do offensively, um, if he's not able to get the ground game going. And it looks like the run really wasn't that effective, uh for Tennessee, you had Bijan had 13 for 69, and uh, Malik Willis had two for one. So I imagine there's a lot of zone read, and they just let the running back run it, and that Raiders defense was stuffing them in the middle. Pause. So I'm just realizing something. You you might have the best quarterback in the division with uh, Winston. Yeah, this, but this I'm, division is is filled with 70 and lower overall quarterbacks. But I'm by far the worst thrower in the division. I'll I'll acknowledge that. If everybody is in the division historically in PML, I'm the worst passer. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I had, yeah, I do have the best quarterback, but that's not, that hasn't ever been the strength of our game. You know what I'm saying? So no, no, I'm not even saying to your strength. I'm just saying the quarterback room in that whole division is, it's there, there's no standout. Right. Yeah, it's trash. It's trash. But for some reason, everybody's trash is producing better than mine. I don't know, bro. This shit's <laughs> making me sick. It's, I'm sick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Moving on, uh, the HD special, HD blue. Uh, I think it was like a two or three score lead. He fell to Kurt forty five thirty nine. Did you catch this one? I actually did not catch this one. I don't even know how the HD special. 
Um, HD looks like he was up. What is this? Uh, Nap, but what's he up? Like three, three scores or something like that, right? Yep, 31-14 halftime. But by the end of the by, by the start of the fourth quarter, he saw uh, ass. 28-31. And then fourth quarter, uh Kirk put up 17 points and HD only put up eight. I do believe that there was a uh, Baker Mayfield went to work in that second half. He was bombing the you know, throwing the ball deep downfield, bombing uh the Chargers out. I believe I remember the Chargers in chat saying something about him just chucking it up. And just get well, he was, you know, he was blaming Madden, but here's the thing if you have a three score lead or whatever at any point of the game, why is Herbert throwing the ball 40 times compared to Mayfield, a team down two or three scores only threw it 17 times? Yeah, well, okay, here's, here's the thing um, the Lions had a lot of big plays, and if you've ever gotten into a shootout before, when a guy scores. Big on you on a big, you know, big deep downfield oh, play. You want to come back and try to get one back on them. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, of course. Well, um, that's that's where HD got to be a little more disciplined, and you got to protect that lead. There's no reason to have 40 sure. pass attempts when at any point of the game you were up three scores. For sure, because if you look at the, um, I'm looking at the stats right now. The Detroit, Detroit had completions of 76, 75, and 50 yards for touchdowns. And so knowing HD the way I know him, he's like, man, fuck that. I'm going to try to get one back. And he's coming out. You know, anything you can do, I can do better type of mentality. But he couldn't do it better than uh, the Lions on this day. So, And also the Lions, I mean, 20 rushes for 174 yards for DeAndre Swift. So, I mean, it really was a team victory. They got it done on both sides of the ball. Um, who knows when those interceptions occurred for um, for the quarterback of the Chargers. And so, you know, Timing is everything, man. You get out to a big lead, but then you're not able to be consistent running the ball and playing safe. You don't want to be, you don't want to play too safe, and uh, you try to get out, get into a shootout, and you get shot down. That seems like what happened with this game here. Yeah, that was a game HC needed. The you know it would have been two and zero, and that you know the division's already going to be tight. So he really let one slip away here. Um, you got do you have my Madden open? Yeah, no, I, I I'm on a, I'm on Madden right now. So I got the next game. Next game was the Eagles versus the Panthers. This was a game that I actually watched and was very uh, disheartened by what I saw. Um, I gotta call it out, man. I told John to stay to the league address. I'm gonna be on his ass the whole cycle. I think JT is tanking, bro. I, there's no way that JT is this bad at this game, bro. There's no way that this play the play calling. The you know the, the 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 it's just it's just really bad and it doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any football sense. It doesn't make any video game sense. There's no explanation for anything that I see taking place on the field with the with the Carolina Panthers except that JT just it doesn't get he's playing around. It's like he's it's like it's a joke to watch him play to watch him pick the plays that he picks. To watch him try to, you know, run some of the stuff that he runs. It's just like, man, are you fucking joking? Like, are you kidding me? You're saying he needs to simplify it a little bit. No, I'm saying that he is on purpose losing games. Well, you brought up his play calls, and a lot of his play calls, you know, we would call unorthodox. Do you think simplifying these the whole scheme would benefit him? I mean, I mean, just playing football would benefit him because he's not playing football. Like, okay, I don't know what playbook he uses, but 
it, it has to be a custom playbook with a whole bunch of just shitty plays. Why would you why would you take time to run a playbook with a bunch of plays that doesn't work with a quarterback that can't execute none of the stuff you're trying to execute? Like there's if you want to run a, a read option offense, you can go to the you can get the Baltimore Ravens playbook. You can get the Buffalo Bills playbook. You can get the the San Francisco playbook. Like there are playbooks that exist that are designed for you know, mobile quarterbacks, but that's not what he's oh, running. So what is it though? Is JT tanking or does JT suck? Because you touched on both oh, of them. JT is tanking, bro. JT is absolutely on purpose sabotaging his team to lose <laughs> games. He's you think go watch you think the he game. Would do he, that? Tanking two bro. seasons in a calendar month is like is like three <laughs> three or four months. You think he would really do that? And just watch the okay, this is what I'm saying. Watch the game, bro. He's on purpose losing. Like he's it's He's not trying to win. Let me say that. I'm not gonna I could buy it last season. When you start when you start Cam Newton over Mayfield and uh Darnold or whoever else you have in the room, I could see that. But and this he, season, I, I think he wants these players to, to develop. I think he wants to have decent games and it's just not happening. He's not I, trying I, to he listen to me, bro. I watched the game. He's not trying to win. He's not this is not winning football, it's not winning play calling, it's not winning you know, positioning by the user is just, it's not winning anything, bro. It's just, it's like watching an eight-year-old play. Even an eight-year-old, if an eight-year-old would know, pick the thing that works all the time. JT's not even doing that, bro. It's just really, really bad football. And I don't want to take anything away from Wumbo because Wumbo actually played a good game. Wumbo, listen, man, Wumbo doesn't suck as bad as I thought he did. He does suck pretty bad, but he's not as bad as I thought he did. Uh, I mean, he's not as bad as I thought he was, but um, JT made him look like, you know, like a, like a superstar. Like he was, you know, um, me or somebody. It was just, it was incredible watching the game. And I say all that to say the way that JT played against Wumbo, he doesn't play that way against me. He doesn't play that way against uh, D. Lloyd. He doesn't play that way against HD. Like, I saw the plays he was calling. I saw the things he was doing with his user and the reads he was making with the quarterback. He doesn't have to do that versus certain guys, bro. And so I, I want to if, – if this is how JT – if this is the guy that's playing in the league, then I want to play that guy when he faces me. Like, don't let me watch you fumble a game against Wumbo just doing dumbass shit, but then you play me and you're playing like a like your regular self. Nah, B, if you're capable of doing that when you play me, then do that when you play everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because or, or else what are we doing here? Because it's like, it's really like you're just shitting on the integrity of the league, bro. It shit bothers me, man. Go ahead. So you think this whole phenomenon of season five JT, he could easily do this if he wanted to? Season yeah. one, two, three, four. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, that's, that's here, here's, where I'm, here's where I'm confused about season five, JT. Now, where I'm confused is you you already have a system in place that you put in place in season five. What are you doing each cycle between season one and three? Like what? Like what's happening where you can't? You can't do the same thing that you do season five the cycle before. I, that, that's and why that phenomenon doesn't make sense to me. I, I, it may be a coincidence. I, I just don't understand how he just comes out on a different gear of season five if that's what everybody believes. Maybe we just have the, the season five for the rest of the league and then there's just JTB and JT. Maybe it's season, maybe it's season five league 
for JT to finally succeed than it is fucking. Uh, I don't know. You know, it being something different, season five. <laughs> uh, JT wrote drama spewing a whole bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? He needs a a quarterback to run that two-quarterback system, so he's going to get Caleb Williams in this next draft. Run that two-quarterback system. That's crazy, bro. He can't get into the next gear until McCaffrey retires. (laughs) I'm a fucking... JT, you don't need that first. Let me uh, let me trade for that first real quick. Oh, man. Let's, move, let's move on to the next game, man. Next game we had uh, Seattle facing the uh, 49ers. Uh, it was a division, divisional matchup out there in the NFC West. I didn't get to see the game, um, you know, but I heard it was an ugly one. A, lot, a little bit of back and forth. Uh, CJ Stroud had four touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, didn't look like the running game really didn't uh, get going for the Seahawks at all. Kenneth Walker had 11 rushes for 63 yards um, for the 49ers. Elijah Mitchell had 23 rushes for 156. Trey Lance um, two touchdowns, two interceptions on 10 of 15 completions. Um, rookie Andre I.L. Sivas from Princeton for the 49ers had six catches, 161 yards. And um, the Seahawks got it going with Noah Fant and Bo Melton both having over 100 yards. Melton with two catches for two touchdowns and Fant five catches for a touchdown. Anybody else get a chance to check this game out? No, but I, I do want to ask you, you were in the division with Ant Dog. Um, how ass is Ant Dog? I don't know you like to touch <laughs> Why, why, man? Why, 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 why? I- that's just wild. He's gonna ask how ass is a guy. Oh, oh. What, what, no, hold on. What really bothers me? He's not, he's, not ass, he's not ass enough because I would make him the favorite versus you. He's ass, bro. Like I know, make him the favorite against me. I don't give a fuck. But he, I'm ass too. I, I'll, I'll say I'm. I just don't get the love for what Ant does. And then he's got a pass, and we've, you've said it before. He's gotten a pass for so many seasons. No one's ever been on his neck. He's always been called a solid player. Yeah, yeah I don't know where this narrative came from. It's because he's not in chat. Like, I've, I've played Ant plenty of times and watched Ant. That man throws at people, like, throws at users into triple coverage. And then sometimes he gets lucky, and people are like, yeah, Ant's pretty solid. It's like, no, he's not. When the fuck did Ant become pretty solid? <laughs> It's yeah, been the narrative for a while. Though. No one's ever been against Ant. You on that man? You on that man? Hey, man, tell him how you really feel. Listen, bro, I'll say this about Ant. Ant plays up to his competition. Like Ant, if it's a game that he has to get up for, he has the ability to get up for it. Um, this early in the cycle, though, I don't know if Ant has put together like a playbook or has found an identity for his team. And that really goes for a lot of the guys in PML. PML is one of those leagues where you have to have an identity. This is not a league where there's room for any mistakes. And so the guys that are successful in this league, they are the guys that do their thing that they like to do and they do it well. You know what I'm saying? I play in other leagues, bro. I'm winning in other leagues. I'm undefeated, seven and one, having good seasons in these other leagues, using the same playbook that I'm using in PML. 
But in PML, that playbook got to be shorter. It got to be smaller because I don't have the time or the room for errors in PML like I do in some of these other leagues. Also, in these other leagues, the games are a lot shorter. So I can go to all of my good shit, my go-to shit, my money shit, and by the time I get through my six or seven clutch plays, the game is over. But in PML, I've got to duplicate that five or six times more than what I would in a regular game because it's a 10-minute quarters. You know what I'm saying? So PML put a lot of pressure on you to have to be able to continue to do what you do well. Um, but, you know, you have to have it more refined. So, yeah, man, Ant just probably hasn't – he hasn't put together the type of playbook or, or found a, an identity for his team that he's comfortable with sticking with for 40 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And that goes for a lot of us. I think a lot of us, like HD, that first half, I'm sure HD had the play calls rolling. He was doing good. He put up 31 points. Second half is like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? And that's the added level of, you know uh, – uh, thinking and and coaching that has to go into these PML games. I salute guys like King Mike. I salute guys like um, who my man with the Jaguars. I salute CEO because those are guys who they know what they want to do and they're going to do it and they're going to do it all day, all night if they have to. Like they don't waver on this is what I do, this is what I do well, and I'm going to do it to you. For eight drives, for nine drives, for ten drives. Most leagues, you get about five or six drives and the game is over. And PML, easily 10, 12 drives. And so if you can't continuously get your players in the positions that you need them to get into to get the first down, to keep the defense off the field, and do things like that, man, then it's easy for a game to fall apart. So I think that's what Ant runs into. Late season two, start of season three, and that's the ant that you want to be on the lookout for, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well said. Yeah. Next game we had Arizona facing off against the Dallas Cowboys. This is one I didn't watch, but I did see the fallout. I think um, Deloitte packed out, packed up Hefe, put his ass to sleep on a Saturday. I think Hefe slept through. All the festivities with college on <laughs> Saturday after this L. Um, bad quarterback play looks like from both users, but James Conner was able to get it done on the ground. 16 rushes for 134 yards. Um, Kyler Murray had two interceptions and a touchdown on 12 or 21 passing. Dak Prescott had four interceptions and one touchdown on 19 and 34 passing. Um, looks like Rondell Moore and CD Lamb both put up over 100 yards. Uh, Brevin Jordan, tight end for the Cowboys, was able to get a touchdown. Rondell Moore had a touchdown, but uh, defensively, that is where the game was won. The Ricky Wright, <laughs> linebacker out of Vanderbilt, had an interception. Buda Baker, Isaiah Simmons, Trayvon Mullen, um, and Cleveland Farrell all had interceptions for the uh, Cardinals. And it looks like wasn't no touchdowns on defense, but... Um, You've noticed the, the common denominator looking at all these box scores, right? The winning team usually had the better running game and threw less. And For it sure. And that's, be, it seems to be the theme on every box score we've, been, we've gone through. For sure. For sure. And, and then that's a, that's a telling uh, stat again for this league, because you have a lot of drives. You have to be able to get first downs in order to, you know, be successful in this league. 
And the best way to get first downs is to be able to continuous, continuously pass, pound the rock. The problem that teams like myself, you know, run into is guys are expecting me to run. They're, they want to force me to pass. And when you're forced into a passing situation, you got to be able to convert, bro. You got to be able to get a first down. And that's what we haven't been able to do so far. And it's why we've struggled. But hopefully we're going to get it together in Houston because shit, we ain't got no choice. I ain't got shit else coming but to get it together. But <laughs> you moving on to the next that. game, you had the Rams versus the Ravens. Rams take this one 19 to 8. Um, defending AFC champion. Baltimore Ravens are off to an 0-2 start. Lamar Jackson had three interceptions, uh, no touchdowns. Matthew Stafford, no touchdowns, but also no interceptions. Uh, J.K. Dobbins had 12 carries for 70 yards. Miles Sanders, 16 carries for 60 yards. Uh, let me go ahead and look at the defense. I'm assuming that the Rams maybe had a interception return for a touchdown. Yeah, they had a Phillips yeah. ran one back. Yep, Clark Phillips had a pick six. Uh, I think the rest of the points came from um, there was a field goal. Might have also been a safety, if I recall correctly. But um, yeah, it was the Rams touchdown, the defensive touchdown. Nah. Okay, how did he get nineteen points though? He missed missed two point conversions or something. Let's find out. There was a two field goals, so that's six. Four yeah, that's yeah. that doesn't make sense. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Bro, he made the extra points. He didn't miss any. Oh, it seems that on one touchdown, he went for two because he only had one extra point attempt. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. He probably, he probably tried to make it 21. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that makes sense. So that's the. Uh, yeah, so Karan, yeah. Karan falls to 0 and 2. And what I had said uh, in the season previews is that if he falls into that hole, you know, 0 and 2, 0 and 3, you know, I, I think it'll get into his head and it could affect the, you know, the whole season. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, he, he can't afford to get behind too many games in that division. Um, yeah, definitely off to a rough start. But the Rams bounce back after getting blown out. Uh, so we'll move on. I don't know if I lost you or used anything, but um, you there? You want to move on to the next game? We had the, yeah. the tie. Yeah, yeah. No, no. The next game is going to be my game. We're going to talk about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Houston, <laughs> Texas versus the New Orleans Saints. Um, Bryce Young, after all of the hoopla of the offseason, all of the trades and the maneuvers, Bryce Young came out and had a perfect game. Two touchdowns, 12 and 15, throwing the ball. Um, Alvin Kamara got, a, you know, got, off to a, got off to a good start on the ground. 10 carries for 55 yards. Kamara also had 12 catches for 53 yards. Um, Jameis Winston actually, man, had put on a good show through three quarters. Uh, hadn't thrown in any interceptions, was doing the check down thing. But in the fourth quarter, threw three interceptions. Um, Rakim Jarrett and Taysom Hill were able to get it done uh, in the air for the Saints. And uh, it was just a tough defeat, man. I mean... Looks like the New Orleans Saints got the better of that trade. Was able to clear off all that cap space and get that quarterback that he wanted out of the first round. And uh, yeah, man, we're struggling over here in Houston. Go ahead. So, how, how do you feel about those moves now? Two games into the season, is there any second guessing yourself, or are you? Not at all. Not, not not at all. The problems I'm having on offense, I was going I was going to have those problems regardless of who my quarterback was. And so, I'm thankful for the moves that I made. Because my team now with veterans, 
I can go forward and still have solid pieces in place. I would not have been developing any young talent. Not the way I'm playing right now. So the fact that I have guys who I know that I can get the job done with gives me a little bit of confidence because it's like the problem is me. The problem isn't my players. The problem isn't, you know, guys aren't dropping passes because they suck or because I have to get there catching in traffic up. No, I'm not getting the ball in the right place. I'm getting sacked because I'm not getting the ball out quick enough. I'm throwing interceptions because I'm throwing it right at the user. I'm not reading the field well. So I know that the problems I'm having are completely me. It's not my roster. It's not my team. And that makes me a lot more comfortable. I can put, I can take the responsibility uh, and accept the blame for what's going wrong with my team. And it's not me blaming my team. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the accountability, the accountability is all on me. To own, to own up to that and to take the accountability, I give you credit because a lot of guys who blame, the, you know, the game mechanics, the game, you know, Madden gifted them. So it takes, you know, you're telling me that you're throwing it to the coverage. So that, that takes a, a real stand-up person to really acknowledge that and, and use that to drive, you know, progress in the future. For sure, for sure. And that's what we try to do down here in Houston, man. We're all about progress. We're all about, you know, just trying to be better this week than we were last week. And so, yeah, man, we're not making no excuses. But on to the next game. Now we can talk about the tie. Game of the week, I, you know, didn't maybe it didn't seem like a game of the week uh, once we came into the into week two, but turned out to be a game of the week. You had the um, Miami, you had the uh, I'm sorry, the Denver Broncos facing off against the Green Bay Packers. Packers came off of a big week one victory against the Super Bowl defending champions on a walk off. Uh, kick return. Um, similar situation in this game. Um, looked like Green Bay had got off to a fast start. Was going to be going up by 14 at halftime. Ended up throwing two bad interceptions. Uh, I think he gave up a big play and then he threw an interception before half. So the game went into halftime 17 apiece. But then Green Bay scored two touchdowns in the third. Looked like he was going to be able to you know take a comfortable lead into the into victory but got into the fourth quarter and just wasn't able to keep his offense on the field. Green Bay, I mean, the Packers were able to get out there. Ooh, got a couple touchdowns late, took the game in overtime, and neither team was able to, you know, do anything to break the break the score in overtime, so we ended up with a tie. Uh, I didn't actually watch the game, didn't see what took place, but this is one of those games where you had solid running on both sides of the ball, um, you know, turnovers. Uh, Denver had two more turnovers than Green Bay, but uh, running with that rookie quarterback doesn't seem like Green Bay was really able to take advantage of the opportunities that were given to them. Let me ask you a question now. Given the circumstances, and you know, you got to come out with this win, would you have put A-Rod in the game? Because I see that A-Rod's a backup, and he still has his abilities. Would you have put an A-Rod in the game maybe the fourth quarter, or at least, the very least, overtime to secure that victory? Well, I mean, if you're asking me, I would shit. Uh, a Rod would be playing because I'm trying to win right now. Especially if I didn't win a Super Bowl and I got knocked out. But I definitely understand the approach that Green Bay is taking. I mean, I guess he feels like he's got some maybe some throwaway games early here in the season, or maybe he's just that cold to where fuck it, we're gonna put the rookie out there, or maybe we can take something from the diary that Aaron Rodgers has been sharing with PML, where he's on his ayahuasca journey. And uh, trying to find enlightenment and, you know, communing with demons and shit. But um, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, y'all playing with my y'all playing with my future, bro. Like, 
I ain't trying to throw a year away to a fucking rookie quarterback. We trying to, you know, get it done. You know what I'm saying? And um, you, you can't really say much, though, because it's like he should have got it done. And he would have gotten it done if he just could have avoided the mistakes that he made um, like he did in the first game. You know what I mean? So I think it's just some growing pains for Green Bay. Um, but it's a luxury to be able to play your rookie quarterback um, and just have A-Rod off in the breeze somewhere on tripping off acid while your team struggles to a uh, 1-0-1 record. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there had to have been a little bit of flexibility and not be so rigid and get A-Rod in the game in the fourth quarter or, like I said, at least overtime. And a win's a win, especially in the division that he's playing in and, you know, all the competition. He could easily be 2-0 if he would just giving him that, you know, give him the ball at that moment. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things. And we'll see if it comes back to bite him in the ass or that. You know, um, a tie is not a loss, but it's also not a win. And now we're, you know, we've got a uneven amount of games every season, so there are no uh, 500 finishes. Uh, we'll see if that, you know, we, we never know. Green Bay could be playing for a tiebreaker. Green Bay could be playing to win the division. Green Bay could be playing to be the number one seed in the NFC. We'll see if this tie week two comes back to bite them in the ass or, at all. Um, and then last but not least, the last game of the week was also was a game that went to overtime, the Miami Dolphins versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this is a game that I did get a chance to sit and watch. Um, was impressed by the Pittsburgh Steelers and their, you know, ball control offense. Again, able to keep their offense on the field, keep the team, you know, keep the ball moving on the ground. Um, they limited their quarterback's exposure. Uh, by only throwing it 23 times, he had 13 completions, but he didn't make any bad throws. There were no throws at the coverage. There were no throws at the user. All safe throws, you know, um, just keeping the ball moving, like I said. And um, in overtime, Pittsburgh wasn't able to get the ball down the field. Uh, they punted it to the Dolphins, and the Dolphins just took it and believe there was a big run um, by rookie Blake Crum. Corum out of Michigan to seal the deal yeah. uh, for the Dolphins late. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we stuck to the game plan. I think you have the score, the box score open, right? I think we only limited them to eight minutes of offense compared to, I think we had, what, what was the time on the? I'm about to look at it now. I'm about to look at it now. I'm pulling it up now. The uh, but to run yeah. Yeah, 23-43 uh, Pittsburgh to 8-14 for the Dolphins. Yeah, that's crazy. So that, that's what we tried to do, and it worked. But, I mean, to run 26 times, almost 30 times with some backups, and to only show, you know, 100 yards, that's – I think that's what held us back. And overtime, the fourth quarter, we gave up the field goal. We allowed him to tie the game. Overtime, I think we played a little too conservative. Um, you know, we had the, the open uh, play action to the tight end that he airmailed. Uh, that could easily put us in field goal range and to close the game out. You know, I punted the ball and never seen the ball again. Um, Solid game, both sides. It's you know it's the win we wanted to come away with early in the season, but you know we can't have something forward to three. Yeah, well you know it was good showing. I think it's definitely something you can take away from that game. I know the Dolphins, you know, took something away uh, away from it. Um, he's able to get a get a you know uh, get a get a W, and um, really feel a little bit more confident about his play on offense. Uh, it was definitely a solid game. And, man, we're looking forward to week three. 
Um, I don't know if we're going to do a preview or if we're going to wait until tomorrow to discuss the games for next week. But just looking at the uh, schedule, you got some really good we'll, matchups. We'll go, through them, we'll go through them quick, and we'll just give a, a prediction really quick. Unless uh, you're going to be on the prediction. Are you going to be on prediction show tonight? Then you could save it. Yeah, I'm going to save them. I might be on a prediction show tonight, but I'll just run through the games right quick, uh, and we'll just uh, briefly look at some some fav- some matchups, right? So, yeah, the Saints versus the Buccaneers. Burn, 1-1, one and one, coming against Colts, 1-1. One and one. This is the battle for first place in the division. What you got, A-Rod? Um... I got the Bucks. Uh, it would be cool to see a new team in first for the first time in the cycle, but I think uh, the roster's too much. I don't think Burns there yet to compete with uh, that roster. All right, all right. We're going to see. We got the Seahawks coming in against the Dallas Cowboys. Seahawks 2-0, Cowboys 1-1 after taking the loss week two against the Arizona Cardinals. Who you got? This is going to be a good one. Um, oof. Ooh. Uh, tight game, I think. Uh, One-score game. I got to go Cowboys. Cowboys. Actually, they're both one and one, so this is a, a fight to be above 500. Uh, week three, I mean, game three, we got the Dolphins at the Giants. That's Q versus Cookie. Both of them are one and one. Again, another game to stay above 500. Who you got? I got Cook. Cook rebounds, comes away with the win. All right, let's see what Q's uh, offense is able to do against that New York defense. Uh, week uh, Fourth game, we got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, hot boy Keezy coming in against Vet. What you got? King K gets in the win column. Uh, Ravens take this one. All right. Falcons versus the Panthers, another divisional matchup. What you got? Uh, Greeny improves to 2-1, and one, so he'll be in a tie for the first, regardless um, if he wins. All right, all right. Uh, Colts versus the Patriots. J.C. Clutch and... Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde at quarterback uh, versus Nefarious and the New England Patriots. Who you got? I got the Colts in this one. All right, all right. Uh, Steelers versus the Bengals. Another divisional matchup. What you got? Uh, I got Bengals. <laughs> all uh, right, all... No, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to go with myself, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. See if you can stop uh... – Stop the Bengals from running the rough shot over the division. I ain't going to lie, bro. That Cammy offensive attack is ridiculous. I watched that boy pass that ball. I mean, he's, I'm talking about beautiful throws. High pointing the ball, tight ends going up and getting it, receivers going up and getting it. Cammy is definitely, you know, doing yeah. this thing so far this cycle, bro. You know what I'm saying? No, you're not lying. And, I, 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 and it's, it, don't think it's just the Bengals thing, neither. It's not just the – uh, excuse me, Joe Burrow thing, because I've seen him do it with other quarterbacks. So salute to Cammy. No, man. It's, 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 it's been frustrating playing him this season. Uh, you know, he takes what you give him. He's always finding the open man. The routes are crisp. It's, it's frustrating playing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So salute to Cammy on that. And you got your, got your hands full. Uh, Broncos versus the Texans this week. Who you got? Uh, I'll take the Broncos this one. All right, all right. Lions versus the 49ers. Lions Detroit. stay hot. Yeah, Lions ride the momentum. Uh, oh. They go above 500. All right, all right. Commanders versus the Eagles. Commanders. All right, we got the Chargers facing up against Madigy and the Raiders. Madigy goes 3-0 and and takes a nice lead on the division. Okay, okay. We have the Rams facing the Cardinals, both teams at 1-1. One and one. I'm a believer on Deloitte now this year. I played him, and I just watched him beat Hefe. Um, I'm going to go with the upset of the week. It's going to be Deloitte taking the, uh, the game over the Rams. 
All right, all right. Uh, we have the Vikings facing off against the Chiefs. Ooh, another tough one. Um, CEO, Vikings. Oh, Vikings, okay, okay. We got the Bears facing off against the Green Bay Packers. The 1-1 Bears against the 1-0-1 Green Bay Packers. Who you got? I got the Bears in this one. You got the Bears, okay, all right. Jets versus the Bills. Replay of uh, week one. Where the Jets were able to get the W. Now this time they're in Buffalo. Who you got? I got Jets. Baldwin looks good this year. He got that roster where he wants it. Claypool's a problem. I'm going to go with Jets. Okay, okay. And then uh, last but not least, we got the uh, Thursday night matchup between the divisional rival Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two and one and well, a one and one Tennessee Titans coming up against a two and oh Jacksonville Jaguars. Who you got? Hype Mike takes it, improves to three and oh. You know, right. starts starts that runaway with the division. All right, and that'll take care of week three slate of games for PML breakfast show. I think that pretty much does it for us. We appreciate y'all for riding with man PML. Let's keep the momentum going. Let's keep these games getting knocked out. Let's keep this content rolling in. You know what I'm saying? Good work, Boy, good work, guys. Uh, yeah, good work, guys. Uh, sorry, fucking working with this asshole. But uh, everybody in PM, have a great day. We'll see you next time. All right.